Welcome to Well Examined, the podcast where science and discovery meet intuition and wellness with your host, Christine Dynes. Each episode, I'll chat with the best minds in integrative epigenetic health, biohacking, neuroscience, quantum healing, and lifestyle design, as well as a slew of reputable citizen scientists across all facets of wellness. For our series on lifestyle design, today we are joined by filmmaker, screenwriter, actor, and friend, Gabe Golden. I met Gabe a few years back at the Biomed Center in Rhode Island to work on a project featuring biological medicine. We quickly learned that we shared similar spiritual and high-level health perspectives and have been collaborating since. Gabe has become an advocate of the biological medical lifestyle through his own personal healing journey, and I invited him to well-examine to share his reflections as someone who walks the talk. Gabe, thanks so much for being with us today at Well Examined. Oh, thank you, Christine. I truly appreciate being here. Uh, I love the work you do. Well, likewise, this has um, been a discussion that we've been hoping to have for a long time. So I'm really excited. When I look at the films you produced, Gabe, I see them as a total holistic expression of how we influence our environment and it, in turn, how it influences us. Let's just dive right in and talk about what inspired you to become a filmmaker in the first place. I know that you feel that documentaries are a powerful form of journalism. Yeah, you know, I I initially didn't have uh, an interest in in becoming a documentary filmmaker uh, or even in achieving a title of filmmaker necessarily it began as an interest in writing films. And so I, I got into writing screenplays and um, when I was just a kid and parking cars and uh, you know working the overnight shifts, I'd be scribbling down horrible screenplay format, you know, <laughs> uh, in notebooks, <laughs> you know, these, these ideas and, and versions of screenplays. Uh, but eventually I did go to film school and, um, and learned production, but I really had the passion still for screenwriting and took, took professional screenwriting courses and then uh, also fell in love with theater, enjoying just really more the creative side of filmmaking. Um, and then on to L.A., I worked in production a bit, but it was really more about creating short films with friends, writing things, uh, being able to also act in things. Uh, eventually, though, with my, um, uh, my health condition, which I was originally diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was a kid at 14, and... Uh, having been a really active kid prior to that. And then uh, this massive change in my identity for a few years until I was uh, sort of inundated with enough medications that I could actually kind of function normally. Um, Mm -hmm. You you know, that, that early on in my life, I came back to haunt me uh, even in my about early twenties when I was in LA pursuing film. And so in this as I began a, a process of, of healing, it was really uh, a process of uh, seeking what was possible at the time for healing, you know, really kind of beginning to adopt the idea that maybe this so-called incurable disease that I had could actually be cured or that I could at least mitigate my symptoms significantly. This led to, over time, documenting, just starting to film some of my journey and um, there was a there's a, a long road of this uh, this two steps forward two steps back kind of process uh, that unfolded over many years and um, I documented much of that and then met a lot of other people along the way so it 
it also took me into uh, uh, the documentary world and I began to en enjoy that aspect of it and eventually started doing some work with uh, PBS and, and fortunately was able to do some work around environmental issues as well. Uh, and so a big, big focus of uh, the documentary world that I've been a part of has been either environmental issues or alternative medicine. Yeah, I love how you bring together all facets of telling a story. I've been really moved by your work because it also inspires people to ask really high level questions, looking at themselves in relation to their environment um, and how we're influencing it. And it obviously is a reflection of your own personal journey that I'm sure led you to produce and create and direct that way. So Gabe, a lot of people listening today already know either through their lived experiences or inherently that the body is self-healing and that our natural state of being is health. You've overcome health challenges that you've shared with me over the years that some people have just resigned themselves to living with, not knowing that total health is even attainable. What was your personal aha moment when you realized that this level of healing was available for you, this high level healing? I don't know that there was an aha moment, but there was always some intuitive um, feeling that nurturing the body and being really good to the body was extremely important. And I, of course, from a young age, being on a lot of medications, I just had a feeling that you know, being extra hydrated and eating fruits and vegetables and uh, being conscious of my diet was probably a good idea. And then <laughs> as I got, you know, older and then really went through a, a severe health crisis, which as I mentioned, when I was in Los, Los Angeles and, and pursuing film and my symptoms got worse, uh, the medications seemed to be not working for me anymore. There was also a lot of side effects of the medications, which were quite scary. And the doctors really didn't seem, yeah, not, they didn't really seem too concerned about the side effects. They were more concerned about just upping the level of steroids they might give me or the doses of these medications in order to mitigate symptoms further. And I think it was just at that point, I was actually in a doctor's office and had brought him in a little folder of research I had done on, on alternatives. And I had been doing as much homework as I could about, you know, what other options I had nutritionally, uh, even uh, things like low-dose antibiotic therapy, and because there had been quite a bit of evidence in some mainstream studies that linked some infections to autoimmune diseases, specifically rheumatoid arthritis. So oh, I remember I, how controversial it was back then to even discuss that in the cal uh, conventional world. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it seems, it still seems to be, uh, and it's, bringing that up with my doctor, he was not interested at all. He, he just kind of said, this is, that's a bunch of quackery. Um, <laughs> don't, don't waste your time with it. Meanwhile, he wanted to give me more, more medications. And I kind of hobbled out of the Kaiser hospital, you know, with my cane. And I remember walking past the the pharmacy and there was a line of people there. And I, I just, there was only a half a second there when I th even thought about filling that prescription. And, and I just, I just crumpled it up and threw it in the trash and hobbled my way out. And I just, I knew there had to be another path. And that's what began a very long journey, which I'd like to say, I just changed my diet and did some acupuncture and got well, but uh, <laughs> right. Wouldn't we all right. Yeah. Which, um, but, but ultimately it really was a, a path I don't regret at all. And that was a very powerful moment, a very powerful choice. And when I did I since then have encountered quite a wonderful team of, of doctors who have helped me, you know, along the way. 
And the first one that I found actually um, did tell me that one, he did some tests on me that I probably saved my own life by, by getting off those medications. I love that. Well, to show everyone that total healing from debilitating chronic disease is available to them, you are inspired to create and produce your documentary, Lighting the Path. So where conventional medicine fell short, your story really illuminates how integrative biological lifestyle medicine brought you from that darkness into this light. Uh, The way I see it is your documentary has sort of taken on a life of its own. It's inspired so many to take health into their own hands, just the way that, you know, you shared other stories in the documentary. I was hoping you could highlight your experience creating the film and what other people have shared with you about how it's impacted their healing journey. Yeah. You know, initially I just started filming with the, the idea that it was a good idea uh, that maybe if this unfolded into some, some kind of healing that was significant, that I would want to have that captured and, and be able to provide a recipe for success for other people. And uh, it didn't turn out to be nearly as simple as that, but um, I did start filming early on. And initially in, in my, my first dive into the you know, so-called alternative medicine uh, with changing diet and, um, and incorporating some low-dose antibiotic therapy, as well as a lot of herbs and, and a variety of treatments that were even available 20 years ago, like, uh, like ozone and um, ultraviolet, ultraviolet light uh, blood therapy. And, you know, we were, we were doing some, some things that I know over time within about six, eight months, I had significant results and um, most of the inflammation in my joints, which used to be, it was in every joint in my body almost had, had gone away. I was glad initially to start documenting that. And I, and I thought, well, this will be, this, this will be a great way to provide, you know, evidence of what I've done for other people. But it wasn't very long after that, that the symptoms came back and they came back mostly just in my knees. And thankfully I had, I had achieved what seemed to be a really significant, fairly permanent healing in the rest of my joints, but my knees were just really a problem. And, um, I continued on the path, uh, for many years after that. And I, and I kind of gave up on filming for a while because I just felt like, well, I don't, I, I'm not really making progress. And so, you know, what do I have to offer people if I, if I'm not actually, if I don't have the answers and I underestimated the power of just actually showing the journey and showing the trial and error and showing what didn't work as, as being just as relevant as maybe what does. Many years later, uh, I started encountering people in a support group that I started uh, for autoimmune disease. And as I discussed in the film, I found that with the support group, there was, there was a lot of emotional support that people wanted. A lot of people enjoyed having a community together, which is very, very you know, powerful to have, to have that support. But, but there really wasn't a lot of people that were interested in like really specifically what we could do you know, with nutritionally mm-hmm. or with alternative modalities, a lot of people were intimidated <clears throat> kind of by that. Um, but there was one uh, woman in, in the group who, who was very interested and she kind of re-inspired my own uh, belief that we could heal. She kind of, she took information I, I provided and then she just ran with it and she learned that That's her so rheumatoid cool. arthritis. Yeah. Like she, she learned that her rheumatoid arthritis uh, diagnosis was probably inaccurate um, and that she might have Lyme disease and this ah, began yeah. a whole nother, you know, uh, journey for her. So that re-inspired my own uh, belief in healing. It 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 
got me filming uh, her path as well. And while she did a variety of things that, again, two steps forward, two steps back um, from, you know, extreme fasting and juicing and, and, you know, traveling all over and trying different doctors and modalities. Ultimately, she also was the one that found uh, bio a biological medicine um, clinic here in the United States in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we went there and I documented her first uh, visit there. And uh, ultimately what you see in the film is that we all end up going there because of the level of the broad level of healing that's offered um, and, and really taking what I think is alternative medicine uh, to the next level by utilizing a lot of technology. That's so cool. What are some of the stories that people have shared with you once they've seen the documentary? It has to kind of blow you away to hear what people are saying. You know, it's, it's so nice to get emails from people who watch the film and feel it resonates. It, there's a, there's a combination of, of people who, who feel hopeful and they haven't had that hope before people who feel like they're not alone people who also have inquired specifically about, you know, where they should go, what they should do. And then I've kept in touch with many of them along the way and they've made improvements or they've, they've gotten well. Uh, but, but I will say it's not simple for any of us. Uh, you know, healing is a very unique journey, but what I tried to show in the film was that, you know, th that it really does take a broad look at all systems of the body in order to really understand what might be necessary for a full healing, you know, for really a holistic healing. And the, a, the big, big piece that we all should really start with is the inner journey. And whether that's, you want to call it a spiritual journey or uh, addressing past trauma or current stresses, uh, and, you know, these are, these are things that are affecting the nervous system. And if the nervous system is, as you know, too much out of balance and too much of a sympathetic dominant state, it really can't utilize all of these other things you might be doing to try to heal because the body's just not in that state of regeneration. And so really addressing the nervous system is key uh, first. And that was a, that was a big lesson that all of us, you know, took, took too long to learn. Uh, oh so yes, would... absolutely. Yeah. If I could fast track anyone's experience, I would just say, go learn about the nervous system. In fact, that is what I do. And people are asking me about biological medicine. Uh, and you know that they're kind of outliers. I tell them to watch your documentary because they feel a sense of belonging. It's, it resonates, it's relatable. And biological medicine doesn't seem so uh, scary or esoteric. They go, oh, this is actually quite practical to begin here. That's what I've heard others say to me in response when I've, you know, referred them to go check out the documentary. And uh, now you have it, I noticed that now you have it split up into episodes for people. Is that right? You've sort of shifted the format of it a little bit. Well, the, the feature documentary uh, is still available as a feature documentary. Um, but then um, when, when, and it's available for free. And when people opt in to view the film, they get sent through email links to the feature documentary, but they also get links to individual episodes uh, that, that I've done where these are deeper dives into specific aspects of healing, you know, whether that's nutrition in the microbiome or healing the nervous system. I love that. Yeah, definitely beginning with the nervous system would be the highlight that I recommend for sure. So let's talk about trauma. You and I have spoken about trauma's epigenetic influences manifesting in the body. We both know 
that so many people are still guarded and resistant to the idea that something so seemingly immaterial can elicit such profound physiological effects. What can you share with others to help them feel safe about even exploring trauma's role in healing? Well, you know, I would, I would look at first um, the ACE study, um, the Adverse Childhood Experiences study, which is, was a very large mainstream study on the experiences of trauma and also what's also known as collective traumas and their, the correlations to diseases later in life. And um, the evidence there is overwhelming. And so just looking even at, at that study, I think, is a good place to start if people need evidence. You can also look at wonderful authors and, and practitioners and therapists who have been doing this for decades and look at the books that provide also, whether that's case studies or all kinds of different clinical histories of how valid it is and the incredible healing stories that, that often happen while people are exploring this and unraveling whatever it was that's sort of locked up in the nervous system. And, you know, in my own case, I didn't have anything that really stood out that I remembered that could be, in my opinion, something significant enough to cause such a severe inflammatory response later in life. I still don't know whether or not addressing that, you know, specifically was, you know, the one thing that healed me. I don't think that's the case. I just think it's, again, going back to our entire biological resilience and all of the different factors that play into that. And when I did address some things that did happen, uh, particularly just uh, my, my birth was, was difficult and a few different points in my life in which we explored and it was interesting doing what I did, which was somatic experiencing and the work of going back just to that space um, and how emotion would surface around issues that I never would have expected there to still be any kind of lingering emotion or that my body was still holding on to. And I would say that as I address those things, in addition to doing biological medicine, doing the protocols, doing the lifestyle changes, all the foundational things that we need to, to be well, and adding in technology for energizing the cells and, you know, sort of that combined with treating the nervous system seemed to be, for me, what finally core, you know, kind of came together and allowed me to finally finally break my plateau that I had been in for so many years and, and kind of achieve, you know, crossing the finish line. I love that you mentioned um, somatic experiencing therapy. Uh, when I was teaching, you know, early med students on epigenetics of trauma, PTSD, et cetera, we got into that. And it it's how we look at the definition of trauma to begin with. We think that it needs to be some big, huge, exaggerated experience. But you mentioned, um, you know, that you had a difficult birth. That wasn't something that you necessarily, you know, decided on or happened later per se. And there are, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of molecular processes taking place while that event is occurring. And, you know, your, your mother, your father, and all the people who came before you, right, all of their experiences. So something can just show up physiologically and it doesn't need to be some exponential experience that you have. You were in a war, et cetera. So do you want to reflect a little bit about what it was about somatic experiencing that 
helped you feel safe? Because I find that some people are just resistant period because they haven't even explored what it, what it means to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you, you, you asked that and, and framed it that way because the first time I did uh, somatic work and you see some of it in the film, I'm lying on a table. It's just, you're just very relaxed. Um, and it's just a standard massage table and you, you know, you have your clothes on, you're, you're just doing talk therapy with the therapist, but there's just a little bit of, of body work, uh, that she's doing to get a little bit of feedback. And, in, and oftentimes what my, uh, therapist would do is she would have her hands like on my kidneys, uh, under my back, um, feeling a right around the adrenals. And she used that as, um, feedback for you know kind of how relaxed I was as we talked through different things. And it was so interesting that, of course, you know, a really skilled therapist is, is wonderful and, and they will help navigate you to a place that you need to go, but also allowing you to truly relax. And if you can really get into that space where you're, you're creating space to just allow this and not overthinking it, not trying to be attached to any specific outcome, just allowing space and space for what needs to unfold. And then, and just sort of going with the experience. What I found was that not only did I start to relax, but there was like endless levels of, of relaxation that the body started to go into. Um, and it, it felt like as that happened more and more, I felt so supported in a way that I hadn't really even known I needed. Uh, and, it's there that emotion begins to surface or things start to come up because it's like the body does finally feel so safe. The nervous system is finally in that space where it's ready to let go of, of what you've been carrying for years. And that's a really hard thing for, I think people to, to imagine is that we've like, well, you think, well, you sleep or, you know, when you, there's plenty of times in your life or maybe even in your day, you think you're relaxed, but you're still to, to really take the body to where it needs to be to allow these things that are so deep, deeply stored, you know, in the nervous system. I think it, it does take uh, really creating the space for that. Uh, but that was, uh, and continues to be magical for me. I love that. That's such an awesome share. I found that it definitely helps little kids who've been diagnosed with um, ADD, ADHD, um, for sure, feel safe about trusting others, being able to make it through their day, et cetera. It's been hugely, hugely beneficial for so many people. So keep talking about it for sure. Uh, I read an interview of you in LA's edition of Voyage Magazine, where you were asked what characteristic of yours you would give most credit to. And you shared this deep reflection on your pathway to determination saying, We have to consistently get quiet and feel into our intuitive knowing about what we truly want in who we want to be. I'm hoping that you can share how you got there for listeners who are inspired to as well. And if you want to mention things about healing the nervous system and how that maybe plays in, I think it'll really resonate with people. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I think it's very humbling to go through uh, years and years of illness and it makes you question a lot of things about um, who you are and specifically about your body. You know, you, you begin to, when your body is in a lot of pain and it's a mystery and you don't understand, it can become 
a, a process of sort of where you become sort of separate from your body and you resent your body and you judge these symptoms as very, uh, as bad. And obviously they're, they're not comfortable. They're not, they're not anything you want to be experiencing, but they're really more information, a way in which you need to shift your lifestyle, look within, uh, you know, dive in and investigate really what's going on here rather than just ignore it with, with medications and medications have their place. You know, these symptoms can be very severe. You, you do need sometimes to treat these uh, symptoms uh, because exploring your own healing path can take time and you want to be able to do that without really suffering. And you also don't want chronic inflammation just raging in your body uh, and causing a lot of damage either. So there's, there's a place sometimes for, that mainstream rheumatologist or whoever is providing some medications, but you just have to know that initially that's just a bridge. It's, it's a, it's a very temporary thing. Um, and it's, it's really unsustainable, but back to, you know, once you've kind of got enough pain relief or you're in a, in a place where you can explore particularly who you are and who you've been and maybe how that has, is playing a role in, in the pain you're experiencing, and for me, and, and you see this in the film as well, you know, all of us, as, as much as we had done other modalities and nutritional changes and lifestyle changes and all these things, you could tell they were having an effect on us and that they were, they were, they were the foundation really that, that you had to build a full healing approach on. But, but the journey within was, was just as essential. And, um, it becomes anytime you, you go within to explore your own true nature, you know, however you do that and however you identify with that, that process, if you initially do that to say, well, I'm going to do this and see what my own individual spiritual power is to heal myself. And, you know, you, you go in with that intention, you're going to find that um, that was the catalyst to get you going there. But if you really go in authentically into that experience it will change who you are and ultimately it will become your spiritual journey will become your healing journey. Uh, it, it, and, and your healing journey will be your spiritual journey. They're, they're really uh, one in the same. And, um, and ultimately whether you heal or not, you will be transformed probably in, in, in a lot of good ways uh, <laughs> through the process. Well, let's keep exploring that because I wanted to bring attention to spirituality in healing and when I think about total healing, I think about the fabric of the cosmos and what's possible beyond our wildest dreams. But I also hold in my other hand that we're souls having a human being's experience. We have this human body. So, you know, you and I and a few of our other dear mutual friends were continually discussing how spirituality seems to be a missing link in healing today. And as you just said, they're really one in the same. What can you say about the disconnect and how beautiful the reconnection is, or um, like what words of wisdom do you have to impart on people to kind of take a risk to explore the spiritual side to see how it's woven into healing? There's endless reward in that experience. And it's also not about where you end up, but it's about the process and the experience. Um, because as you, well, for me, as I have, have made more space and more time, whether that's meditation, journaling, more time in nature, um, quiet time, time to reflect, time to receive, you know, um, 
rather than just process incoming information all the time, you know, um, actually receive my own intuition or listen, uh, deeply listen to what, um, what I really believe is our, is our true nature, uh, speaking to us all the time. And it speaks through emotion and intuition and, and gut feeling and, um, and having a relationship with that is so rewarding because over time you begin to feel, I think a, a greater sense of your own identity and, and probably a, for me, it's been a, a greater sense that, that we're supposed to be here and that all of this is not an accident and challenges and adversity and things while there are things to address and navigate, they are part of the journey. And there's this sort of, you know, the word faith is, you know, obviously people are going to interpret that differently, but it, it kind of gives you this faith in life and faith in the natural process that's unfolding and faith in your own body's ability to heal and your own um, ability to make sense of what you're experiencing and shift perspective in a way that gives, I guess, the experience meaning um, rather than just resisting the experience and everything that's coming at you. And that's a huge relief, whether you actually, you know, I believe that it ultimately does help significantly in the healing process, but whether that achieves a healing or not, it achieves a sense of peace, of inner peace, of being able to be with things as they are um, and find meaning and purpose in what's unfolding. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so beautiful. I remember when I first met, um, you know, Dr. Droba, he would say when people accept that the body loves order and wants to heal in a certain order and they commit to healing their nervous system, they can't believe what changes for them. And we, you know, got into a discussion about faith and spirituality, meditation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we talked about how some people have spiritual awakenings when they're in the flow presso or they're doing PEMF things, things, you know, like that. And that exponentially sends their healing into this, you know, uh, or puts their healing trajectory onto this amazing path, kind of fast forwards things. Uh, but I think it's funny how humans are so uh, conservative about risking spiritual exploration. But once you make that decision, the, your whole world is different. Your body is different. The way you sleep is different. The way you see things, the way you can actually just, you meant, you just mentioned a minute ago, you said um, allowing time to receive is, you know, almost easier. It's the beautiful unfolding. It's um, like our friend, Michael Baldwin says with his great relearning, um, you know, when you're focusing on being a spiritual person, all the magic starts to happen. Oh yeah. Well said. I, um, I think for me, when I need to be reminded of the magic and incredible synchronicities that are happening all the time, I, I can just kind of come back to my body and say, what is this incredible power that is beating my heart right now? Like, how is that happening? Where is that coming from? And then ultimately all of these incredible biological processes that are happening for me all the time that I don't even have to think about. And, and then you can kind of take that out a little further and think about all of the, uh, and it gets a little esoteric, but you know, 
gravity is functioning and the sun is shining and the wind is blowing and the earth is turning. And you know, there's just incredible synchronicities happening that allow us this life experience. And sometimes when I see it all that way, it really allows me to realize how much is working in our favor all the time. And I think, okay, so just maybe the issue is not how do I get things to work, but how do I just get out of my own way? So um, maybe what isn't quite working can just, you know, unfold more naturally. Before we close today, I wanted to ask if you would share about your recent health setback and how you've been able to stay inspired to continue healing. Yeah, you know, it was um, quite a surprise after nearly six years of being symptom-free. I felt some joint pain uh, starting in my feet and and upper body a little bit uh, for maybe a week prior, you know, slightly, but it was subtle. And then uh, I was actually on a film shoot and woke up uh, in the hotel room and I could barely get out of bed. I could barely even um, bend my fingers and move my wrists and just my entire body uh, flared up on me. My initial reaction used to be that I would immediately seek to do everything I could to find a modality, an extreme diet, do some fasting, do something that I knew uh, might have an effect on reducing inflammation or, or stopping some of the momentum of the inflammation. But in this case, while I, I certainly took a look at my regimen and, and made sure that I was hydrating and eating right and sleeping enough, and uh, I didn't start chasing modalities and answers with looking at every possible treatment. It was more about a real calling for whatever reason to go within go within and go deeper into what was this about? You know, what is this underlying pattern and how come it's surfacing again? What kept coming through uh, in deep meditation, I've done some uh, guided psychedelic journeys. Also, as I mentioned before, creating space uh, just to listen uh, intuitively. I've felt that there is a, a calling to, again, go back to not judging the pain, looking at, looking at it as information and taking time to really nurture this sort of authentic, true nature that we have that I believe when you get to know sort of that nature of your true nature, um, those components, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a deep loving energy in that space. It's like a Aww. loving awareness that can permeate, that. you know, your whole body. And it's like creating the space to listen for that and allowing that to emerge seemed for me like it it was trying to spread through my body and i've had this experience of this this light from within that seems to be there but for me to allow it more and allow it to flow out and through my body and and ultimately something that that provides some kind of guidance and light in in my own awareness and perspective of myself so it's been a catalyst again for me to dive deeper. What was interesting is instead of really changing anything significantly and other than just that aspect, um, then my, my body kicked in a really powerful fever, which burned for about three days. And after that, my symptoms were almost completely gone. And they, they vanished for a good month. Uh, and then they've come back slightly and I'm still managing some of those symptoms, but I, but it was really a kind of a wonderful sign that that doing that and just just taking time and space to listen to my body and allow my body to do what it needed to do gave it some power. And usually 
uh, as if you see the film, actually, Dr. Drobot often with all of the things that we were doing, he was trying to give my body enough power that it would fight. And he would often ask me, did you get a fever? Did you get a fever last night? And, um, and you see in the film, actually, there's one point when I came back from a whole week of treatments at the biomed center that I did get a fever and it was another three day fever. And after that period, that was sort of like the end of my symptoms for almost six years. So for whatever reason, that seems to be the way in which my body likes to fight. And, and so it was very encouraging that that happened again. And of course, I'm still uh, very interested in all the latest uh, biological medicine and technology and advice from, you know, incredible practitioners like you and Dr. Drobot. And um, so I'm, I'm also uh, utilizing those, um, those tools as well. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting over here like that new emoji that has the little uh, smile and happy tears. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I love that share. It's so beautiful. And I love that you're talking about the fever too, because so many people are still scared of a fever. And we talk about the body knows what to do. It's so wise and smart. And we've spent so much time turning those things off when that is the magic. That's what it's supposed to do. So that you were guided and you felt safe to allow and to surrender to that fever, knowing that it would bring you through. I just think that's so amazing. Those are such important details to share with other people. I think you'll, you'll really inspire people to feel safer, to take that risk toward healing for sure. So I thank you for sharing that part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, you can, you can monitor it. Obviously if it goes really high, then you, you know, you might treat it, but I, I have now had that experience several times in my life and let it burn and let it, let it go uh, as much as you can tolerate. And uh, it's been very beneficial. I think this whole conversation is going to resonate with so many people because it's about taking a risk to feel safe, taking a risk to heal your nervous system so that your body can do what it was meant to do. You know, while you were uh, describing that experience, talking about the light from within, I just pictured the light infinitely pouring into you since forever. And that we're here understanding that intellectually and being able to share that is a reflection of quantum possibility to me. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, I love that. That's, that's a great image. <laughs> so what's, what's ahead on the creative side? What do you have going on that you want to share with others? Uh, well, my latest project is um, called Awakening. And uh, we just shot a pilot for uh, what we hope will get uh, distribution into a full series of episodes where we do individual episodes on various spiritual luminaries and tell their stories and how they came to their teachings, how they apply their teachings, um, show student transformations. And uh, we just had a wonderful uh, interview with John Prendergast, author of a wonderful book called The Deep Heart, and um, spent a, a couple of days with him filming. Uh, for the pilot episode. So I'm really hoping to do the, major the majority of my work can stay in this, this space of, of healing, of, of spiritual growth and, uh, and environmental issues. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. How can people sort of stay abreast of, you know, when there will be debuts and how can tell people how they can connect with 
lighting the path. I don't think that we actually shared that. And how do you want people to connect with you in general? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can go to the website, lightingthepathfilm.com and opt in if you'd like. Uh, if you s just put in your email, it just goes to me and I provide uh, free access to the feature film as well as deeper dive episodes. And that also puts you on my newsletter and um, I send out the newsletter about once a week just with my experience of, of navigating healing, navigating alternative medicine, even spiritual growth. And oftentimes within there, I'll, I'll bring in updates about what I'm working on and links to, to new media uh, that, that I've just produced. Awesome. Well, listen, everybody, you should subscribe to Gabe's newsletter because I have unsubscribed from so many newsletters and Gabe's is one that I look forward to. You have a really awesome newsletter. It's great. I'm always learning about um, just new advancements and it inspires what I do because you're also sharing people's, you know, testimonials and what's, you know, going on out there in, in uh, response to healing. So I appreciate your newsletter. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I, I think it's important that we all maintain a, a community. We really are all in this together. So. Absolutely. We're all just uh, walking one another home as Ram Dass says, right? I love that. Well, thanks for being here today, Gabe. We'll talk to you again soon and lots of love. Thank you, Christine. Appreciate it.